You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, what's going on, Discovery? Welcome to Church at Home. Hey, if you are just now jumping on, you missed it before. My name is John. Uh, My wife and I get this amazing privilege to lead this community that we call Discovery. And uh, we're glad that you're hanging out with us this morning. Uh, Today's special because today concludes our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yeah, let me hear it, everybody. Um, And so I'm excited about that. Like, I don't know about you, but I know that at the end of this worship experience, I'm going to hit up Super Burger. Come on. Like, it just sounds so good. Anyways, focus, Sean. Um, so, so we're excited that today we're concluding. I hope that this time has been uh, precious to you, that, that it's done something to your spirit, to your soul, that it's encouraged you, it's uplifted you. And um, yeah, so, so we're, we're actually going to conclude today, our 21 days of prayer, uh, from the final chapter of what Pastor Dave wrote in his book, Pursuit. And so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a blast. But before we jump into that... Real quick, one announcement, that's it, just one announcement uh, to all the parents that have high school, middle school students, guess what? This coming Thursday, February uh, 4th at 6.30, we have 180 Youth. Now, 180 Youth is a combined youth that we started with four other churches in Roner Park, and um, we just had a blast, but because of the, uh, because of, of, of the weather and because uh, we're unable to to really meet indoors uh this thursday it's going to be 100 percent online at our 180 youtube channel uh, but throughout the entire time we have opportunities for your student uh to win prizes so we'd love for for uh for you to to, to encourage them to jump on it's going to be a blast so without further ado let's jump into the message if you got your bibles Turn with me to John chapter 10 and verse 10. This is one of my favorite verse, verses of all time. Uh, it's going to pop up on the screen as I read it. Check this out. It says this, The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But I came, this is Jesus speaking, But I came so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Come on, somebody. How many just want to live life abundantly, to dominate life, dominate life with the power of the Holy Spirit leading and directing us. I got one more verse for you. Uh, we, we see uh, this in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 and 20. This is Moses, one of Moses' speeches to his people. I love it. It says this, today I have given you the choice between life and death between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life. Oh, that you would choose life. Hey, let's pray and then we'll jump right in. Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to to just come together and to to worship you, God, even if it's... uh, even if it's online. Holy Spirit, I pray today that you would just speak through the message, uh, that you would, that the, the seed that is dropped on our hearts, that it would produce life, it would produce fruit. We thank you so much. We love you. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone at home, amen, amen, 
Amen. Little hand emojis, amen. Hey, here's a question for you. Have you ever uh, been so focused, like just so hyped on doing something, uh, like put all your attention to it, and then when it finally happens, or, or actually even when it's over, you, you, you stand there thinking, okay, what now? Like what now? For me, that was graduation, graduating high school. Uh, see, majority of my church friends were homeschooled. And so I remember uh, asking my parents, I went to public school, but then, but then I went to my parents and I was like, hey, c- can I please do homeschool? Like everybody's doing homeschool. It's like the thing to do. Um, and, and, and my parents so graciously, they're like, okay, that's fine. You can do homeschool. What I didn't realize is that you actually had to do schoolwork while at home. And I missed that part of the homeschool part. Uh, I just got the home part. And uh, lo and behold, because I wasn't doing any work, uh, I was 10, I lost 10 credits, 10, 15 credits during that time that I was doing homeschool. And I remember hitting into my senior year, my counselor, Miss O'Mara, hey, shout out Miss O'Mara, if you're watching uh, somehow. Uh, I remember she called me in her office. She's like, hey, John, graduation, you're a senior. You're short, 10 credits. And I was like, no. Um, and, and, and so she was like, hey, in order for you to graduate, you're going to have to do summer school, uh, weekend school, evening school, all throughout your senior year. And I was like, oh my gosh, right? But but the goal was graduation. And so I just worked. I did night school, weekend school, summer school. I did it all just so I can get to that pinnacle moment of graduation. In fact, I remember graduation. I remember sitting there just thinking, John, you did it. Like you made it. And uh, I remember they, they called up my name. I go up there and hear my friends and my family just, and I just so proud that I made it. And then uh, after graduation, I went to grad night and all night long, I sipped on virgin pina coladas playing fake poker. And now that I'm an adult, I'm thinking about this. And like, it's like as if they were encouraging alcoholism and uh, gambling. Uh, that is neither here nor there. But I remember just like having a ball at grad night. And then um, and then it's, it's done, right? Grad night's over, graduation's over, like I did it. And I remember thinking to myself, you did it, John, but what now? You did it, John, but what now? I wonder this morning, if you, you that, that, that's watching, if you've ever asked yourself, what now? See, I, I suppose looking back at it, what the, the problem for me is that I was viewing graduation as an event when in hindsight, I should have been viewing it not as an event, but rather a doorway that, that allowed me to step into my next season. And here's why I'm telling you that. Because we just finished 21 days of prayer and fasting, and it's been amazing. It's been it's been a time of just denying your flesh from something. But I am afraid that if we see this 21 days of prayer and fasting as an event, we're gonna end this today, and we're gonna be thinking to ourselves, okay, that was amazing hype. I loved being part of that, but what what now? Like what what now? 
So if that's you, I want to propose to you, if you joined us for these 21 days of prayer and fasting, I want to propose to you this morning to, to, to shift the way that you see or that you viewed these 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, and rather than seeing it as an event, seeing it as a doorway of God, uh, excuse me, seeing it as a doorway of opportunity for the next season of life, that we would be able to step into what Jesus is, is talking about in John 10, 10, that, that at the end of this time, this 21 days of prayer and fasting, man, my mind is changed and, and I see it differently. See, because here's the hope. The hope is that during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, that, that you, it would have created an opportunity for you to posture your heart in such a way that you were ready to, to receive, you were ready to, to position yourself into, into the, the posture of receiving the John 10.10 10 of what Jesus is saying, abundant life. But just like what we read in Deuteronomy with Moses' speech, here's what we can't miss is this idea that we have a choice. That when a door presents itself, you and I, we have an op opportunity, uh, or excuse me, a choice to decide how we want to deal with the opportunity that is ahead of us. And as Moses said, choose life. Choose life. So for our remaining time together, I, I want us to talk about the nature of doors. The nature of doors. Because again, my hope is that we would not see this 21 days as an event, but as a doorway to step into the next thing that God has for us. Now, before we go any further, I suppose the best thing to do right now is to let you know what I mean by doors, okay? And so, so whenever you hear me say doors from, from the beginning of this message until the end of our time together, what I mean by door is something new, like a new, uh, like a new uh, habit that God presented itself through these 21 days of prayer and fasting, a new uh, season or a new opportunity. See, again, because these 21 days of prayer, what it did is hopefully is it postured ourselves to be present for this new uh, door that God is leading to, leading us to, to reach that, what Jesus is talking about. See, most theologians I'm kind of jumping, but most theologians believe that when Jesus was talking about living life into the fullest, that he wasn't just referring to eternity, but he was also talking about life here on earth. So, so I think that's amazing. So, so how do we step into that? Like God presents doors for us to step into. And these doors are like, like I said, new habits, new seasons, new opportunities. And my, my, my prayer is that, that, that when God presents these new opportunities, these new doors, that we would understand the nature of them so that we're better prepared to step through the door that God has for us. And so what I would like for us to do is I want to go over four, just four things about, about doors that God gives us, that God presents to us so that 
when, when they appear, when that new habit, when God is, 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 hey, step into this new habit, step into this new opportunity, step into this new season, that we're not like, ah, what do we do, right? Like that we are more prepared and ready for what God has. And so here we go. Uh, the, first, the first nature of a door is, is this. New doors are an invitation, not an absolute. New doors are an invitation, not an absolute. Have you ever said to yourself, like whatever, uh, whatever nature wants to happen will happen, or like whatever God wills, it will. And have you ever had that thought, like that, that process, which there's truth to it, and we'll jump into that. But have you ever realized that when, when I feel like I have no say in life, what it really makes me feel like is, is that I'm just along for the ride. I'm just along for the ride. But check this out. I want to read this. But the doors that God has for you and for me requires participation. So the, the, the doors that God has for you, the doors of new opportunity, new season, new habits, like God presents him to you, but you and I, like he, he's, he's asking us to participate in the process. See, I understand 100%, and I believe this is with my theology, that God is sovereign. And so whatever God wants, like it is. Like there's no arguments, there's no is, buts about it. Like God is sovereign, but here is the deal. He has also given you and me free will. And so whatever door of, of, of opportunity or season or habit, whatever door that God is presenting in front of you, like we have to understand that it is an invitation, but it's, a, it's an invitation for us to participate, to partner with God. I think the best way to understand this is when it comes to a party. Remember, like imagine you are being, like you're invited to like the party of all parties, right? And like everybody that you love, every, every, every person that you admire, like they're all going to be at this party. And you, you go to your mail and you open up and you have this invitation. It's like, hey, you're invited to this party. Like that is amazing, right? But how many of you know that an invitation doesn't necessarily mean I'm experiencing the party, right? Like if I just get the invitation and if I just read the invitation, but I don't actually go to the party, how many of you guys know that I miss out on the party? That just because I have the invitation, I actually have a part to play because I'm participating, watch this, in the process. In the same way, the door of opportunities and seasons and habits that God is placing before you, we have to see it as an invitation, but we partner with it and participate in stepping through that door. We actually see this in the Gospel of Mark and Luke, uh, with Jesus and the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler is like, hey, Jesus, I want to follow you. Like, you're amazing, blah, blah, blah. And here's what Jesus says in Luke chapter 18 and verse 22. He says, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. So Jesus is like, hey, you want to follow me? That's amazing. Sell all your stuff, then come follow me. 
And what I want you to see in this picture is that God, he's not forcing the guy to come. He's giving him a choice. He's giving him an invitation to partner, to participate in the process. This morning, the first thing that I want you to understand about Adore is that it is an invitation. It is not an absolute. You and I, we have a part to play, to partner, to participate with what God is presenting us with. Number two, new doors have an expiration date. New doors have an expiration date. Hey, go ahead and comment. Let me know uh, when you, for a navigation app, do you use Waze? Do you use Google Maps? Do you use MapQuest? Is that still a thing? You guys remember printing out like map things from MapQuest? Or y'all remember like actual paper maps, right? Like that seems so crazy. But anyways, like, like whatever app you're using, I'm sure this is a thing for every single app, is that that blue arrow sometimes lags. And so there are, if you're not focused and if you're not paying attention, you can be driving and the exit that you need to take is coming up. But because the arrow is lagging, uh, by the time you pass that exit, you're like, oh, what? The arrow, it's delayed. I thought it was the next exit. I thought I still had time. And what do we do? Like, it's very easy to drive past that exit. See, here's the second thing that we have to understand when it comes to the doors that God presents us is that these doors have an expiration date. Listen, time is of the essence. Some doors don't wait until you're ready to step through them. Come on, that'll preach right there. Some doors have to be used at the moment of reveal. Not all doors, but there are some doors that have an expiration date where when it presents itself, you have to jump at it before it passes by. You know, I actually just experienced this just recently, actually, where I was presented with an opportunity that, uh, that, 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 that I was like, all right, God, I don't know, God, I don't know. And, and, but because of fear, because of uh, uncertainty, like the door shut and I missed it. At least I missed it for right now. We believe in the grace of God that at some point uh, that, that opportunity, Lord willing, comes back around. But I missed my opportunity because it had an expiration date. In the Bible, this is called a Kairos moment. A Kairos moment, a moment in time that presents itself that you have to jump on before it passes by. We actually see this in the story of Esther. You can read that Old Testament book of Esther. Esther is amazing. Um, oh, sounded like Oprah there. Uh, Mary, stop, John. Um, she, uh, Esther, she was a queen. Uh, she was of the Jewish descent. And, and there was a decree as she was queen that all, uh, all, the, all her people were to be uh, just mistreated uh, just to the fullest, right? And her cousin Mordecai came to, to Esther and he says this in Esther chapter four and verse 14. He says, if you keep quiet at a time like this, a Kairos moment, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. 
Who knows, watch this, if perhaps you were made for queen for such a time as this. Esther found herself in a Kairos moment, a moment that, that of an opportunity where she could save her people, but that, that moment it was closing, that door was closing. There was an expiration date and she had to decide how she was going to respond to that door. This morning, I need you to understand that the doors, some of the doors that God presents, there's an expiration date on it. And that we, 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 like we, we want to trust God and we want to ask God, but we also want to make sure that we don't allow fear to keep us from stepping into those new moments. We, we want to make sure that we trust and we listen to God, but we don't, we don't want to, we, we don't want to use our own flesh to, to, uh, to step into those doors. And so that's the second doorway. Here's the third thing to, to, to uh, the third thing to know about new doors that God presents you with. The third one is this. New doors come with new challenges. I love that. New doors come with new challenges. My wife is famous for saying this. She says, new levels, new devils. Come on, somebody. New levels, new devils. When I step into a new door, I need to step through it with understanding that growing pains come with it. So when God reveals a new opportunity, a new season, a new habit that he was, he's wanting me to, 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 like I have to know that when I step through that, when I choose to create that new habit, when I choose to step into that new season, when I choose to step into that new opportunity, I have to realize that, that challenges come with it. I have to understand that it's not going to be a picnic in the park. I have to understand that there's going to be challenges that come with it. See, I can't afford to be naive about this either. Because there's too many Christians who, that, that they've been walking around, that they, they, stay, they step into this new door that God has, this new season, this new opportunity, and all of a sudden they're bombarded with, with, with struggles and, and chaos and, and growing pains. And they begin to, they begin to get all, they, they, they begin to think like, oh man, this, I, I must have missed it. This must have not been God. Because if this is what God wanted, I would have not faced any problems. False. There could be nothing further from the truth. Every single person in the Bible, God faced them. God, they, they, they faced something that was bigger than what they could handle. Listen, just because I stepped through a new door, just because I'm, 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 hitting, I'm, I'm hitting some growing pains, I'm hitting a rough spot, does not mean that I missed it, does not mean that, that, that I got it wrong. I have to understand that new doors come with new challenges. And here's the thing about challenges, I love this. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 5 that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character hope. Like I got to learn. I got to trust God that, that, and understand that new doors equal new challenges. And here's the fourth and final thing that you and I like we need to remember when it comes to doors is this. New doors lead us to a preferable future. 
new doors lead us to a preferable future. Now, let me stop right there and just remind us that the doors we're talking about are God-given, God-ordained doors, right? So like, I I need you to understand that new doors that lead to preferable future, I'm referring to the doors that God has strategically placed, not doors that you just are like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. No, doors that God has placed right here. See, let me say this. Not every door that is open is God uh, is God is a God-destined door. Not every door that opens is a door that you and I should walk through. And in fact, that's why I love praying Isaiah 22 that God, you would give me wisdom. God that that the doors that you would open up doors that no man can shut and that you would shut doors that no man can open. Because why? I want to make sure that I step through the correct door, the correct opportunity, the right season, the right habits, the right decisions. I I, I wanna step into the right doors that God has for me. But when when I step into the God-destined, the God-ordained, the God-desired doors, rest assured that it leads to a preferable future. Rest assured it leads to life and life more abundantly. Life and life to the fullest. Just like what Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10. Listen. I'm excited. My hope is that, again, that God had postured during these 21 days of prayer, that God has postured your heart, that you are receptive to the new things that God wants to lead you into now that you have consecrated 21 days of prayer to prayer and to fasting, that, that God would lead you and present these new doors of opportunity to you. And that through these doors that we would remember We would remember that new doors are an invitation, not an absolute. That new doors have an expiration date. That new doors come with new challenges. And that new doors lead, come on somebody, to a preferable future. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.